Welcome to the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast, where you will learn how to identify, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, finance, turn around and operate mobile home parks. And now, here is your host, the fifth largest mobile home park owner in the United States, Frank Rolf. We're going to discuss what is consolidation, as well as what does it mean for the average person seeking to buy and operate a mobile home park. First off, as we all know, consolidation is that moment in time when any industry as it matures suddenly is set about with with operators starting to grow by buying up other operators. Prior to consolidation in this industry, what you've had is people buying out moms and pops, kind of one at a time, growing their portfolio, But then there's another level that every industry enters into. We saw it in the self-storage industry. Moms and pops were purchased by more professional operators who then started aggregating their holdings, such that today in self-storage, you have groups like public storage and extra space, people that own large amounts of the total number of properties in their sector. And self-storage today is three times more consolidated than mobile home parks are. So it's perfectly natural for our industry to start consolidating. Typically, what triggers consolidation is access to capital and financing. And that's exactly what you're now seeing in the mobile home park sector is many private equity groups and new financing products like agency debt have come on the scene, allowing people to buy more and more product in an institutional format. So consolidation is not something to be feared, in our opinion. It's something that actually we should all embrace. But let's just examine what consolidation means to the industry. What are the good things about it as well as what are the bad? First off, let's talk about the benefits of consolidation. And one of the big benefits of consolidation is it lets all operators who want to exit that ability to have a liquidity event. There are people out there who have been acquiring mobile home parks for decades now. Some of them date from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. And perhaps it's time for them to pass the baton to somebody new. So what consolidation means to some operators is the fact that they now have greater chances of liquidity. And that's a good thing. Those who want to get off the ship certainly should have the capability to do that. Another benefit, consolidation is going to be higher rents. What you're going to see is that more professional groups are not going to be so faint of heart as to raise rents to where they should have been all this time. It's a topic I talk about frequently, and often I get very negative feedback from people saying, my gosh, you're in the affordable housing business. Aren't you supposed to focus on keeping things cheap? And my response is no. I'm supposed to focus on providing a nice, safe, clean place for people to live at an affordable price. But I'm not in the business of providing that item at an insanely low price. It makes absolutely no sense. Down the road from me here in Missouri is a barbecue restaurant that has really, really good food, but the pricing was crazy. Their barbecue sandwich was 50 cents. Think about that. You can't even go into an Arby's and get some kind of processed barbecue sandwich for less than a couple dollars. But here down the street from me in in small town Missouri, was a restaurant that since the 1940s had produced a barbecued sandwich for 50 cents. Well, the price has now gone up. They no longer do it for 50 cents. 
but people still love the sandwich and they're still buying the sandwich. Why? Because the price was crazy stupid before. And now today, even though it may be three or four times higher, it's still a great value. Value is the key item to focus on, not the actual numeric price. What a lot of these aggregators will do is they'll look at our rents, at our lot rents in particular, and say, gosh, this makes absolutely no sense. In a market where the apartments are $1,500 a month, why, oh, why are your lot rents at $300? And you know what? They are exactly right. The average lot rent in the U.S. is hovering around $280 a month at a time when the average apartment is over $1,000 a month more. It makes no sense. So what you'll see happening as industries get more consolidated is you'll see prices rise. And they're not rising for people gouging. They're rising because people who have a better business sense are starting to set those rents. Look at Denver, Colorado, for example, one of the most aggregated markets in the U.S. The average lot rent in Denver hovers around $700 per month. Why so high? Why is it roughly twice that of Kansas, just one state over? And the answer is, it's almost all owned by larger institutional players now, and they refuse to give their product away. Another thing you'll find from consolidation is you're going to get better quality management. As consolidation grows and there's more media and attention to the fact that operators are getting larger and larger, they'll start to attract better talent. People that typically would not have considered a career in the mobile home park industry will suddenly think maybe it's a fast-growing industry and worthy of consideration. You'll also see that as far as even community managers and district managers. As these larger operators will start to look to other industries that are already consolidated and get their best talent. One of the best sources, for example, of a lot of your best mobile home park management talent comes from the multifamily industry. I went to the apartment show in Las Vegas a few years ago, and what did I see? Well, I saw that an industry that is probably 10 times larger than mobile home parks and probably about 10 times better as far as the caliber of talent. So that's definitely a good thing, in our opinion. You're also going to find that this accent on better talent will also lead to overall better satisfaction by cities and residents with the product itself. Look at what public storage has done, for example, to the self-storage industry. People think of public storage and their orange sign, their orange doors, when you simply say the word self-storage. And that is probably what's opened the doors to so many rezoning cases of people who wanted to build new self-storage facilities was because they all knew of public storage and respected what they did. As you have more quality folks owning and operating these properties, people who are just better professional operators, you're going to find a lot less negative stigma against the product on the part of residents. And that's going to lead to more people wanting to live in mobile home parks. And you also see the same sentiment from cities. The cities are going to say, gosh, we're a lot happier with this product these days. We're no longer going to be negative in our approach to the industry. So, Again, all kinds of good things that happen. Now, what is wrong with consolidation? Well, the biggest thing you'll hear from people is, gosh, it's going to be all that cap rate compression. I won't be able to buy anything good anymore. Well, you're exactly wrong. Most of the consolidators that I know that I have talked to over the last several years only buy what we call finished product. They do not buy broken or turnaround product. Why is that? Because they're more institutional. 
They like to buy properties that all the heavy lifting has been completed. So if you're out there buying broken parks to fix them, which is what we do, you really won't find any more competition in the era of consolidation than you did prior. However, what you will find is a more ready buyer for your finished goods. When you buy that park and you turn it around and you make it good, you make it nice, you now will have many more exit options. Rather than just simply placing it on mobilehomeparkstore.com or with a broker, you may be able to go to one of the great aggregators that will be springing up in the future and try selling it there. It definitely cannot be a bad thing. One more thought on cap rate compression is a lot of people are misunderstanding what that exactly is. When people talk about cap rate compression, what they traditionally talk about people who are getting stupid in their buying and pushing cap rates down. Do not mistake that for the final acceptance of low interest rates and the effect on cap rates. When Dave and I wrote the book, The 1020 System, we were used to interest rates being around 7%. That's how they'd always been. That's what they'd been through American history. That's what they were back in 1776. However, after the 2007 crash and the invention of quantitative easing, interest rates fell to levels so low they'd never been seen before in American history. So as a result, everyone thought, well, those rates can't stay that low. This is a temporary blip. The same thing that black and white movie folks were saying about talkies when they first came out. But they were all wrong. And we were all wrong. I know that Dave and I used to think when we saw those interest rates we could obtain on loans at 4%, we thought, well, I bet in a year or so it'll be back to 7 But guess what? It's not. It's now been one decade since the Great Recession began. And interest rates have not gone up hardly at all. In fact, I don't think they can. And here's why. If you look back on the Reagan era, when interest rates were up in the teens, you'll notice there's one unusual fact between the time of Ronald Reagan and the time of now. That was the amount of debt we had as a nation. Less than a trillion under Reagan, today 19 trillion. As the largest borrowers in the world, our country could hardly survive a hike in interest rates. I don't know exactly when we would go insolvent as a nation, but I guarantee you it can't be much beyond 8%. And I'm not even sure we can survive that. So what's happened is interest rates are finally being accepted as being low. And as we've discussed many a time, it's the spread that gets you your yield. Most park operators are looking for a three-point spread. And that three-point spread is what gets them to 20% cash-on-cash return. When you've got a three-point spread, typically you're in really good shape. And some operators are not even looking for three-point spreads. They're looking for two-point spreads. But when your benchmark begins life at 3 or 4%, you can see how the lowering of effective cap rates when you used to be used to 10% could be perceived as cap rate compression when, in fact, it's simply not. Even if the industry was not going through any form of consolidation, you would still see these same interest rate declines. And that's simply because people are now pegging the values of that cash-on-cash return accurately to what interest rates not only are now, but what they'll be perceived to be in the future, which again is about what they are now. Now, what should you do? If we are going to have consolidation, and let me add, there's probably nobody out there who can talk on the topic better since his fifth largest owner in the U.S., Dave and I, are a constant receiver of calls from private equity groups and other groups trying to consolidate. So we're pretty well versed in it. So what should you do? 
right now? What action steps can you do to embrace consolidation? Well, the first is buy good mobile home parks. That's all you have to do. Don't change your business model. Don't change the way you look at the industry. Don't think you've got to rush into anything that isn't good because, oh my gosh, I've got to beat the clock. I've got to get my timing down. No, keep doing exactly what you're planning on doing. Find properties that are in all the correct categories as far as infrastructure, pricing, permits, everything. And just do exactly what you've been doing. The British used to say during World War II, stay calm and carry on. And that's pretty much true for all park buyers and park operators today. Consolidation may take years in this industry. We don't know how long it would take. The industry started off with a pretty big negative stigma. So it's going to take a while for a lot of your more institutional players to overcome that stigma. And even then, they're going to be looking for opportunities that they feel are profitable and have a great future. So it's not going to be an overnight change. It's not that we're going to wake up one day and say, oh, gosh darn, the industry is consolidated. I better give up. There's nothing more I can do. That's not the case. Just go about your business. Because what's going on is a good thing. Industry consolidation is certainly nothing to be afraid of. There should be no fear of consolidation. When I look back on my earlier life as a billboard owner, I've been right through this movie once before. Here I was, the largest private owner of billboards in Dallas-Fort Worth, minding my own business, continuing to build signs here and buy signs there. And then suddenly, a group went public called Universal Outdoor of Chicago, and it ushered in a new wave of consolidation. There were 60 companies in the billboard industry prior to consolidation, and after consolidation, it was less than 10. That's in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. But what did it mean? Well, what it meant was a lot of operators who wanted to sell out did. Others stayed in the industry. But look at what it did as far as the value of billboards. Look at the change in the rents. Rents in some markets went up tenfold under consolidation from where they'd been. And those who elected to hang on and stay in the industry did incredibly, incredibly well. So again, consolidation is nothing to be afraid of. It's something that you should actually look forward to. I think it's probably the best thing going on in the industry right now. I mean, there's a lot of great aspects to this business. I love all the new steps the government's taking to get more active under duty to serve. I'm loving the fact that our model is so well constructed that we don't have to worry about competition in most markets. But I think that the future of consolidation is a huge boon to every single operator out there, everyone out there looking at buying a mobile home park, it's a great time to be in it simply because you have this consolidation play that's quietly happening behind the scenes. Over the last two years, there have been not one, not two, but three $2 billion transactions in this industry. Carefree Communities sold to Sun. Northstar sold to Brookfield Asset, a Canadian REIT. And Yes Communities sold to GIC the Sovereign Nation Fund of Singapore. That's a lot of activity. I think we would all agree. And there's still probably more to come. Various rumors fly of different operators selling to different private equity groups. We've seen the Carlisle Group, the largest private equity group in the U.S., now get into the industry and bought up communities in Florida and other areas. And I think they're now up to several thousand lots. But these are all great things. 
It's all part of the rosy future for the industry. We're all going to look back in time 10 years from now or 20 years from now and say, you know what? That was a really great time to be in the industry because those who bought parks in this period were able to ride the higher rents and the more professional management of consolidation. And as a result, they profited handsomely. So when I hear the word consolidation, I never think to myself, oh, gosh, that's bad. I always think, oh, gosh, that's good. Really, the big thing I wonder today is who will the great consolidators be in the affordable housing sector? I don't know. We all have our favorites. Some think it will be yes, North Star. We don't know who it will be. But all we know is whoever it is will be doing a great thing for the industry as they bring a new level of professionalism and new vision to an industry that, frankly, we all have to admit had lost steam. It had lost its way over the last half century. And it's time to inject it again with a positive feeling and positive performance. So again, consolidation, don't fear it, embrace it. It's good for all of us. And I'll be back again soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast. Be sure to visit us at mhpmastery.com to subscribe to the show, read our show transcriptions, and access all of our great information on mobile home park investing.